0: Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. dog birthday party photos on Instagram and wondered where the beautiful cakes come from, there's a good chance they're from today's guest. She's a design-savvy pastry chef who's turned her skills toward the pet industry and creates goodies that not only look Pinterest perfect, but are healthy for your dog too. We talk about how she finds inspiration, the key to working with brand ambassadors, and a few tools that enable her to run this whole business on her own. But before we get into the interview, I want to remind you that it's almost the end of February. All month long, I've been asking you to share how much you love this podcast by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. In a few days, I'll pick one reviewer to win a $50 gift card to the Wear Wag Repeat shop. So if you haven't already, open the podcast app on your phone. It's the little purple icon. Search for Wear Wag Repeat. Click on the photo of me and Lucy, then scroll down towards the bottom where you'll find reviews. I promise it only takes a few minutes, and I will love you for it so much, plus you could win a fabulous prize. Now, on to the episode. Jen Mello was inspired to start Spotted Dog Bakery when she realized that she had a skill set that fit perfectly with the stylish dog mom market. She previously worked in interior design, and from there took a leap into bakery management after attending pastry school in her home state of Florida. Her first pup, Havarti, came into her life somewhere in between, and starting a dog bakery became the perfect intersection of everything she loved about the last 15 years of her life. She found there wasn't anyone producing dog cakes that had a fresh, modern feel to them, so she decided she would do just that. Hey, Jen hi how are you tori i'm good how are you i'm excellent today um i was worried i pronounced your dog's name wrong but it's havarti or havarti right i
1: like the little extra accent on the end yeah it's a havarti, i, know. Just I like really pronunciated every <laughs> syllable <Havarti. laughs> yes kind havarti. of like the havarti party she is the havarti of the party yes ma'am <laughs> she's our little logo pup um and she's the reason that all of this has happened so that's that's appropriate.
0: That's so (laughs) awesome. And I love that, you know, I I sort of think of myself as a stylish dog mom, but there's not that many other people out there who also brand themselves in the same way. So, you know, when I saw your stuff and then when I saw your bio, I was like, oh my God, this is just meant to be. And I I love that you've sort of put yourself in that little niche as well.
1: Yeah, that's definitely where we wanted to be. Like people who obviously want things to taste good, but that are you know, they want a nice picture for the memory of the whole situation. So that's where I think the stylish part comes in is that photo memory that you keep for (laughs) the rest of time. Yeah. Well, so, okay. I just kind
0: of dove in. So like, let's rewind a second. And for people who are listening to this, who maybe aren't familiar with Spotted Dog Bakery, can you tell us a little bit about Mm-hmm. um, about your brand, what, what makes your cakes stand out? What do they look like? And, um, you know, just kind of describe what people need to know about you.
1: Sure. So, um, the goal is to create something, like I said, that creates like a picture perfect memory for you and your pup and their special day. Um, so our cakes are design focused to be a little bit less the typical, like paw prints and bones and cutesy like we wanted to take dog bakeries out of the 90s and push a little bit more in that modern design so I when I was doing a lot of human baking loved doing uh, watercolor art on cakes and um, when I left the human bakery world I was like that's what I want to do it didn't occur to me that I would be doing it for dogs but that makes it all the better (laughs) dogs are such happy customers um yeah, I mean, so we you just, probably have never had a dog that didn't like your cake. I actually have not had that happen yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've had other issues, shipping things, whatever, but like never has someone come and been like, my dog won't eat your cake. So that's been <laughs> lovely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love your
0: cakes. Like They just look like, um, like if anyone spent any time on Pinterest – guilty over here. <laughs> yeah. um, then they're, like your cakes look like the cakes that someone is pinning to like their own birthday party celebration oh. board. You've got like a unicorn one and like a mountains one and you've got all these amazing creations. Well, how do you come up with these ideas and find
1: your inspiration? So inspiration a lot of the times comes from my lovely customers. If People ask me for something enough. I'll tend to be like, oh, well, maybe that's the thing that I should figure out how to deliver. Heather of you, formerly the Ween and the Queen, but now it's the Dapple. Lovely. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm familiar Dog with blogger. the Dapple.
0: I didn't know that it was called the Ween and the Queen before. But that was her cute.
1: Instagram tag before, okay. so that was how like I first got to know them. Anyway, she was the first one who wanted to do a unicorn cake, and I was like, yeah, that's adorable. And it just became a thing that so many people asked about that I was like, I guess I should put this on my website. Um and that's kind of what's happened with those portrait cakes too. Uh, you mentioned liking the it was a doodle portrait and little mini cupcakes and that has been something that was just requested so much that I'm like okay, we're doing those now. It's been it's been fun.
0: Yeah, you so like inspiration on, comes from customers. <laughs> you you're like kind of painting on dog hair with
1: icing somehow and yeah, and yes. creating so, like little mini dogs. Yeah, I get a picture from the owner and I get you know, to sit there with my little bag of icing and I pipe it all on and then it dries and then I paint on their features. Oh, so. that's neat. You paint it afterward.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That it's be funny because it always looks
1: very like, I'm not sure I did a good job while it's all white. And then I paint it and I'm like, okay, you yeah, know, cute.
0: <laughs> what kind of, what ingredients do you use for your icings and for your cakes?
1: Um, the icing is a mix and it's an all natural product. It's uh dehydrated yogurt based so Mm -hmm. it's not got any sugar in it that was a really important factor to me like I know that I don't want to feed my dogs sugar otherwise I would just use royal icing and (laughs) that would be much easier but um the colorings that I use are all plant-based or um I guess it's not minerals but like the blue is seaweed based it's all okay really cool stuff i think i mean i always get a kick out of it like the orange is like a beta carotene like i just think that's really cool that's very cool it's um, almost like little vitamin food colorings yeah exactly <laughs> yep it gets mixed with water and then goes on the cake okay buddy I know. um and as far as the cakes go i try and keep it as simple as possible so we start with stuff that you know the dog likes um peanut butters sweet potatoes mm-hmm. bananas those are all favorites in our house um, and then add as little to it as possible and still end up with a cake at the end of the day. So again, low on sweeteners and extra – there's no fat in the cakes except for the peanut butter if there's right. peanut butter. So just simple.
0: Yeah, very cool. So um, did you – so you have three dogs now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When you when you first started – before you started the bakery, did you used to make treats for your
1: dogs at home? Did you ever bake stuff? I baked cakes for them on their birthdays. Um, Yes, (laughs) I did bake cakes, but I never was into homemade treats and stuff. That kind of came um, later, like after doing human cookie sets and stuff. I just had so many ideas still stuck in my head. Um, And the munchies sets were one of those. I just thought it would be adorable to have like sets of quote unquote food that you shouldn't theoretically feed your dog pizza, but it's adorable, so give them a treat that's healthy for them that just looks like pizza. <laughs> yeah, so those are your, awesome. like, beautiful
0: little dog treats but that are decorated, like, Correct. little
1: cookies and yeah. so
0: pretty. Uh, okay, so i just, like, I'm thinking about how you went to culinary school and <laughs> – um, <laughs> or, or pastry school. And yeah. um, there's probably not that many other people in your program who have gone on and become dog pastry chefs but not, no. that should be like a major
1: that you can have at pastry school wouldn't that be so cool it would be so much fun I mean it like the amount of things I had to f- trial and error through like there was such a learning curve so yes Wait, tell me more what, like what were some of your trial
0: and errors you had to figure out
1: Well, a lot of like the structure and science of baking is based on sugar and how it behaves. So taking that entire element out of it um, creates some problems, especially with like the icings. Things don't dry hard. You need to be able to package them. There's just so much you need to figure out that there's no book you can look at and (laughs) then go, there's the answer. Oh, my gosh. Well, this – okay. The next chapter in your
0: life, Jen, I think that you should start a pet pastry school.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll get right on that. (laughs) I've thought about like cookbooks and stuff before, but never school, (laughs) I hadn't thought about that one. I think
0: it would be so cool. I mean, yeah, you could do a cookbook, but um, (laughs) wouldn't that be so cool? People could get like a little degree in it. Oh, my God. That would be amazing <laughs> little but,
1: official puppy bakers with the graduation ceremony
0: <laughs> would be pet friendly of course like oh it would, my that gosh would be amazing that let's, would be the best part let's to have do the it. dogs there. <laughs> i'm in <laughs> let's go okay so okay talking about your business um yeah so what's really interesting to me is how you ship these all over the place so mm-hmm. are you shipping all over the
1: united states or all over the world I wish we could ship all over the world. However, I'm limited to the United States just based on the fact that most of like the cakes that I ship are perishable. So mm-hmm. they only have a week span from like coming out of the oven to they need to be eaten. Um, so shipping to the U.S. is the only thing I can do based on transit time. Right, right. So, so how did you figure out? like the shipping,
0: because I would just think that the packaging would be difficult because your cakes are so pretty and you
1: don't want them to get smushed up. So how did you figure this out? I get that question a lot, actually. Customers will chat me up and be like, um, is it gonna get here okay? <laughs> yes, that is the goal. It was, again, trial and error. Like I, I shipped some cakes in the beginning that got smushed and I really quickly had to figure out how, how do I get around this? Um, And I always love the idea of putting the cake into a bakery box because if you go pick up a cake from, you know, a little fancy bakery, it Mm -hmm. comes in a box. And I wanted pet parents to have that same experience, like put the same time and effort into a dog cake that you would find in a human cake. So some of it was the visual of wanting the box. And the other part was I need this box that can physically hold up to a little bit of banging around if I needed to. Right. Yeah. So no. do you put – are there like things that keep the cake centered in the box? Like Yes, we put little double-sided sticky dots underneath okay. the cake that hold it to the bottom of the box. So theoretically, it's not, you know, jumping up and hitting the top of it. So that keeps the top of the cake preserved and then we tuck a little crinkle paper around it because the icing dries hard. So as long as it's not like mega jostled around in there, which, you know, the post service does its – Does its best sometimes, but for the most part, we do (laughs) A-okay.
0: Do you specially mark the boxes to keep them upright? No, I feel
1: like there would just be no way. I mean, (laughs) I have to just trust that they're going to bang them up like every other package and still hope it gets there okay.
0: Uh Uh-oh, we have a little dog tangling situation going on. (laughs) Um, If if you're listening to this episode, you know that we're dog people, so...
1: Um, sometimes dogs get tangled up in our microphones. <laughs> they do. I'm hoping they don't decide to play right at my feet right now. They probably will. <laughs> yeah. If you hear growling, that's why.
0: <laughs> so you you've worked with um Heather from the Dapple, and you've also worked with some other dog bloggers and other businesses that I've noticed on your on your feed and on your website. How do you approach mm-hmm. other people to do collaborations like that?
1: Uh, a lot of the times they'll approach me, which is lovely and fun. And um, you know, if we're going back and forth with ideas and kind of vibe off each other. That's always a good sign that like the end project is going to work out really well in the beginning, like Heather from the Dapple specifically, I reached out to her just because I really liked her style of photography and she had a dachshund and I have dachshunds. And I was like, Oh, I would love to work with you in any way, shape or form. Um, and that was one of the people that I reached out to for my ambassador program. So I have met a lot of people through that that have been lovely to work with. Um, But honestly, like a lot of people just reach out to me via Instagram messages or emails. And like I said, if we're both feeling it, we do something and it works out pretty cool most of the time. (laughs) I love that. Just keep it simple. Don't have to overthink it. Yeah, I don't have like a program for it. It's not something that I'm like, I don't know, it, it's definitely fun. But
0: Yeah. And like I've discussed with so many people on this show and just in life in general that, you know, women in the pet industry, I think that we all sort of love to support each other. And Mm -hmm. when we see awesome things, we just want to be part of it and support it. And yeah, uh, there's very little jealousy and stuff. So you don't have to be intimidated to reach out to other
1: brands. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Actually, that's been a really cool thing is getting to know some of the other brands that are out there. Like, I was having a conversation with um, someone from the Bear and the Rat the other day that yeah. had the ice creams. So I would I don't know. I just want to meet all the people and work with all the people. Sounds like fun. Oh my gosh, you should partner with an ice cream. Right. That's such a good well, idea. Ice cream sandwiches, I can't even deal with it. Yeah. We haven't talked about anything. I'm just like, I don't know what's gonna go on there, but it sounds like fun. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player, or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk, and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at T Mystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions, and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. Um, Okay, so you just kind of like mentioned very briefly that you have an ambassador program. How does that work? I do. Uh,
1: Well, I when I started. I had no followers, obviously, and I also had no budget for advertising. Um, and I think I either listened to a podcast on creative marketing or something and I was like, okay, so my focus is going to be to find some dog accounts that have like around 10,000 followers, like something approachable, just reach out to them, ask them if I can send them a cake, see what happens from there. Um, actually, I didn't even think about them being ambassadors at the time. It was just like a free product, one post kind of a thing. Lots of people said, yes, great. And then one of those people uh, reached out to me and just said like, Hey, if you'd ever be interested in having an ambassador, we would love to be one. And I was like, Oh, there's a thought. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm telling you, I get all my best ideas from other people. Um, So I looked into it and just kind of started asking around, like, hey, um, you're really cool. If I were to do an ambassador program, would you be interested? And they were like, oh, we'd be so flattered. I'm like, great. I'm flattered, too. So it's just been, I think, great. I have a great little group of people that are um, creative. They're driven to take these beautiful pictures of their dogs and post them. So it makes me happy. Uh, that they're willing to work with me and that they're so supportive. <laughs> How exactly does it
0: work? Um do you send them j- free stuff on a regular basis or do they yes. get do they like an affiliate link
1: or something so like that? So the whole program is based on me sending them something once a month if it's, you know, something that I've got to promote, they know that like it's a holiday thing they're going to promote valentine's day coming up um and then i said that whatever their birthday or gotcha day month is that they would get a free cake for that month and then they post about it and tell people that they think we're cool
0: oh that's cool and do you track with like is there a promo code or something that are they each have a promo
1: code and i'm really terrible about like making sure that each relationship is monetized and whatever like i just if I am enjoying it and they are sincerely, I don't know, as long as their heart is in it and they're not fake promoting, like that's mm-hmm. my biggest concern. I don't, I don't want people who are just like buy these treats. they're cool. Like I I'm, super happy to have found people that are genuinely invested in me and the brand. And that's what's important to me.
0: Right. And plus, I mean, keeping track of how much they've monetized the relationship or whatever, that's one thing, but you're also getting amazing content through the mm-hmm. photos that they're creating and that's worth a whole lot in and of itself.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Huge for me. Cause I don't, I'm not a photographer by any means. Like I, I do have to take some pictures and i try and muddle through it. But like, that's not my main stick. Right. So it's, it's a really huge benefit for me to have usable, fantastic pictures of the products that go out. Yeah. Well, your feed is full of fantastic photos. So <laughs> well, mission a- everyone else out there. <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> Thank you. So tell me about, about your
0: three dogs that you have now and how they influence what you do. Well, We started with Havarti. (laughs)
1: Um, She's seven years old at this point. Um, Oh, she's the same age as my dogs. Yeah, it's uh, so hard. It's like they're just about to get older. And I'm like, no, my puppy. Um, So when she was about nine months old, we decided to get Butters, which is also called Hammy. (laughs) He... (laughs) was supposed to be like her little play pal and he's a couch potato. So that that never worked out quite well. Um, and then I randomly stumbled into a shelter, literally randomly stumbled into a shelter three years ago tomorrow and found noodle and was like, I guess we're getting a third dog. So that's how we ended up with the three of them. Um, And because they're dachshunds, weight has always been like one of those things that people said, I'm so terrified of them having back issues. Uh So everyone always said, make sure they don't get overweight. It's super important. Like, okay, so that's a main goal for me is to create things that I can give them that aren't going to push our health goals way out of the window. Like, yes, it's a treat. Yes, it's cake. But truly, like, we want it to be as healthy as possible because that's important to me and my dogs.
0: Right. Yeah. It's fun to give dogs cake, but, you know, I I see so many people talking about puppuccinos and uh, getting do- ice cream for their dog at the, at the regular ice cream shop, like um, soft serve or something. And it
1: just kind of makes me cringe because it's just so much sugar. It is a lot of sugar. And like perspective wise, once in a while treats are obviously fine, but it's I don't know. I want to celebrate with my dog all the time. (laughs) So if I can give them things that are healthy for them more often, like that's, that's good for me. Cause they're also dachshunds. So they think they're starving a hundred percent of the time. Oh, they must be part Labrador (laughs) as well. (laughs) Or just dogs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they always want treats. And if I can, like I said, if I can make something that I can give them treats as many as they want or a reasonable amount, then that's
0: all the better for me. And make every day a celebration. So you don't have to like, save up and wait for some special day when you're going to have some indulgent thing because exactly. everything you make is healthy so you can celebrate every day.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe not like a whole cake every day,
0: but... Right. <laughs> but some of the other treats. Uh, a a sl- bite of cake. Small slice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so one thing that I thought was really uh, really smart on your website was how you've also added like little cake toppers and bandanas and some other mm. little things. Um. And so can you just talk about like how how you decided, because like, you know, you're, you're a baker. Um, mm-hmm. So why are you selling bandanas and different things like that?
1: <laughs> so again, back to that, like picture perfect party thing, I just wanted to be a source for everything that someone would need to create the perfect birthday picture for their dog. That being said, I don't know if those are things that we're going to keep doing forever, but okay. it started out with, me finding adorable fabric because again interior design like forever ago I love looking at fabrics Mm. and I love all of that so it was fun to me to find fabrics that in that same vein as the cakes don't look like they came from the 90s like a lot of oh my gosh there's so many good companies out there that make custom bandanas now but like the ones that dog bakeries sell are usually pretty ugly so I just wanted to provide something cute that matched the cakes and went with the whole modern vibe. Yeah. I love Um, it. Yeah. The cake toppers. I don't know. I guess same, same thing. Just something smaller scaled for a dog cake, not a human cake. Oh, I hadn't even really considered that the scale of it. Mm Scale is a big thing because the cakes are four inches and five inches. So that's pretty small when you think about a human cake being nine inches as a standard size. Um, that's always funny when people are like, oh, it's, it's tiny. I'm like, well, yes, it's for a dog, so. <laughs> <laughs> it is smaller. But <laughs> so when you see a picture of a dog next to it, it's like as big as their head, so. Yeah, I mean, I think they're really well-proportioned for the dogs. <laughs> right. They're perfectly fine with the amount.
0: Do you have a custom cake that you've made that you're the most proud of?
1: It always changes, right? So <laughs> right now, um, I'm really excited about, I did a beer barrel cake. Like, the outside of the cake looks like a beer barrel with little slats and whatnot. And then I made little beer cookies that stick into the top of the cake um, and little cookie ice cubes that go around the little beer cookies. And the dog's name was Coop, Cooper. So I made the label say Coops instead of Coors. Light. Oh, so my that was super gosh. Cute. That's yeah. really cute. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, and I did one for uh, another ambassador, Thori. The theme was Thor's Hammer. So I saw was... the
0: Thor's Hammer cake.
1: Oh that was God, like that... this should be okay,
0: you also should have like a food network show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. Don't put me in front of a TV. That would be awful. <laughs> but like
0: it it like your cakes look just as amazing as like these amazing human cakes that people are
1: making. That but, is the goal. So thank you. That's the best compliment you could give me. <laughs> I, I, you're
0: totally, I mean, you're doing it. It's just, it's amazing. So, thank you. Um, so, okay. So, so it's, it's mostly you that runs your business, right? It's all me. It's all Hi. you. <laughs> so what kind of tools and resources do you use to make this all possible? Um, one of the things I noticed on your website was you have a little chat box that pops up. Mm-hmm when you log on. And so I'm like curious how that works and and any other kind of tools that make it easier for you to run all of this.
1: A little plug for Shopify. Um, So my website is run through Shopify. I talked to a web designer back when I started this whole thing and we kind of explored a couple different platforms and based on what I needed, that was the one that seemed to fit best. So a lot of the tools and resources I use are available, obviously, through Shopify, but they have apps that you can add to your website for different things. And um, that chat was one of them. And again, that was born from just like, I don't want to have a phone number, but I want to have people be able to contact me somehow. Because mm-hmm. I think being available for questions you know, helps people feel more confident that you're Going to deliver what they expect you to, right? Well, especially you do a lot of custom
0: orders, so Mm
1: -hmm. a lot of custom orders. Yeah, custom orders. We do usually email or, believe it or not, Instagram messaging has been like a huge source of custom stuff for me, and that's easy because I can go back and look at you know conversations that were had and whatnot, right? Um, so yeah, that, for that little box? chat box thing that pops up on
0: your website, do mm-hmm. like you're not sitting there on your website all day long, just like
1: wonder if someone's going to ask a
0: question. Um, so that's like, true. <laughs> how like does it send you a text, or is there an app on your phone that goes There's with it, an or app do on
1: my phone? Do you have a bot that like
0: runs it or something? <laughs> no, I
1: wish I had a bot. <laughs> There's lots of times where I'm decorating a cake or washing up pans or whatever, and the chat thing goes off and I'm like, okay, you got to stop what I'm doing. So it is, you know, it's a one woman show at the moment. So, <laughs> so it does, it gives you like a little alert on your phone and then yeah, you just go yeah. in and answer
0: the person or chit chat with them. Yep.
1: yep, exactly. That's very cool. What is it called? Um, I think it's talk.to. So it's T A C K dot T O. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. That's a very, that's a neat little
0: thing. It makes just seem very like makes you seem like you're this big company with, like, customer service. That's the idea. Yeah, it's really (laughs) awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so Shopify, the little talk chat bot thingy. um, Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you use on a daily basis that kind of makes this all possible?
1: Um, Oh, yes, actually. I use a a program software. I don't know what it's called. Um, Anyway, it's Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R. Right. So every time I get an order from Shopify, it automatically zaps the order over to a spreadsheet. And like my whole business is that spreadsheet. Oh, wow. Yeah. So (laughs) thankfully, instead of having to manually enter stuff from Shopify, because I don't know if you're familiar with the back end of Shopify at all, but it doesn't like there's no really clear way to keep running orders, especially the way we do it by date. When you know people tell me when they want their cake and I need to be able to deliver it then and not as soon as they place the order necessarily. Right. So that spreadsheet is hugely important to me. Yeah. Very cool.
0: <laughs> well, Jen, it's been so awesome talking to you. Um, I am already thinking of cakes that I want. <laughs> <laughs> and now I also want to start a dog bakery school. And- Yay dog baking competition on television so we have like a lot of ideas that we have to work on <laughs> uh, but in the
1: meantime tell everyone where they can find you online uh, so we are at spotteddogbakery.com if you want to look at our website you can find us on instagram at spotteddogbakery um we're also on facebook same thing spotted dog bakery basically spotted dog bakery everywhere everywhere awesome yeah well, thank you so much for being on Thank you so much, Tori.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.